culture. This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Black and Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Black and This is Casey Kasem, and you're listening to The Elijah Bailey Show, uh, Oklahoma's favorite podcast, bringing you 100% auditorial pleasure. Thanks for downloading The Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com. And here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook, and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. You can also email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. Yeah. <laughs> and three. Where they go? Two. One. Yeah, I didn't know that was the only one. I was like, oh, I think we got some more after this. Yeah. Now I was like, well, let me ask him because my mic's Providing open. bankruptcy service. Oh, got that one. That one popped up. Continue. And, okay. So uh, you'll know when to play that one. I'll give you I'll give you something to go with. Three, two, one. Beat it. Dude, you're not supposed to play the nasty music now. I'm supposed to make my own music. Man, nasty music kicked in and come rescue. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> nasty is- music. Like, hey, y'all, y'all struggle. I'll fuck it up. I'm on my way. This is episode 238 of The Elijah Bailey Show. This week, we cover comics, and there's... Hey, get away from my food. There's a lot of news to cover. That's Kylo Ren, the bastard of food at my house. But And just in case if you guys do not recognize this uh, this kid, this person who has an ice cream truck, but I would not recommend you send your kids to that truck, that's Elijah Bailey over there. Hey. And I am your co-host, The Underscore Buckety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's other things you want to eat like a roll. <laughs> He's so aggressive today, ladies and gentlemen. So just well, the more that I eat, no. the more my facial hair because I shaved yesterday and I've already got my stubble coming in. So mm-hmm. yeah, but for today. He's sitting at the bus stop. <laughs> he is excited for tomorrow morning. <laughs> Man, why'd you say all these little all these little kids going into their corona Whatever. schools and Elijah's <laughs> gonna be there? <laughs> I'm your substitute yeah. teacher. I just yes. want y'all to know I don't give a fuck about this class. Y'all gonna sit down and shut up until I'm ready to go. But I'm Elijah five thousand as he I'm gonna be looking at them Buddhists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you knew this is coming, Don. My bad. Go ahead. As he said, uh, you guys probably heard us because I thought my mic was off. My mic, my mic was on, talking about me fucking up my mustache and cutting. It up happens. It does. Happen. It happens. Yeah. And every time it happens, we have the same conversation. So that's mm-hmm. why I know this is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, like e- even when I mess up mine, I just say fuck it. I- I'll be walking around with like fucking gaps in my mm-hmm. damn mustache, <laughs> uh, my uneven shit. <laughs> Let me cut this light down. But um, That's like Elijah true. said, today we are headed on <laughs> comic news because this is the first of the month. Yeah. And we are going to do it straight, just us kicking it style, eating it all. Yeah. Um, have a little I'm SMR. Hungry. And I, here, yeah, I'm hungry too, dude. <laughs> and mine is big. And you know what? I don't even know how this is going to turn out. And this is what happened yesterday. I was like, man, I haven't eaten in two days. I've been sick. I like stomach virus or some shit. So I was like, I haven't eaten in two days. I want to eat. Only bland some wing stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is like he's like um, round two stomach virus. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jessica wanted some, and I was like, lemon pepper wings are like they're bland ish. You know, there's nothing. Yeah, they don't have too, too much greasy or. <clears throat> yeah. So I was like, I'll try extra. that. And like, we'll see. And then these rolls. So I wake up to the text message probably Tuesday because it takes a while. Mm. Like for me, I get instantly sick. Like if I eat some bad food, I'm going to instantly. 
feel it that next, like that later on that evening, probably. Yeah. Elijah, his stomach is made of cast iron. <laughs> so it takes a very strategic virus to be able to penetrate to better make him sick. So it normally takes about two days. Mm-hmm. So and then he'll doing. send me a message like, dog, I got fucked up. And I'm like, dog. I saw this coming. It's a a CGF factor of 85 right now, dude. Like, if you guys don't remember the Cripple Goose scale, that's like back at the beginning of the show where we're talking about, dude, I had the worst shit. And the Cripple Goose factor is you're doubled over like a Cripple Goose. And the scale can go up to 10. But somehow, whenever I have these shits or these problems, my scale is like 25 to 1,000. So my And you can handle pain pretty well. Dude, yeah, like this one, I was I was confused about this my body. your ass. I was confused. Tells your ass to sit the fuck down, nigga. I could have, <laughs> I could have. I don't know. I could have been punched in the face and been like, "What has happened?" Um, it's just crazy. But let's get into today's show now. One thing that I do, excuse me, love about the first of the month when we're talking comics is the fact that when we talk comics. I get to do this segment every other week where there's something where we do um, the recommendations of the month or what's coming out. It's always Buck. He gets the anime, he gets the video games, he gets all the good shit, but I have comics. And the reason why this is so, (laughs) so fun for me is because I get to look through all the lists. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey's show, the show notes are there. And in the show notes, if you click the hyperlinks like Marvel Comics, DC, Image, Dark Horse, it'll take you to the sites where you can see what the releases were for this month. And there's so many good releases, but we have to narrow them down to just two for the for the two big companies and one for the other ones. And so this is why I love... You ever sat there and just moved your atoms off of like... No, dude. I feel like that's something that a woman would do <laughs> with a banana or a popsicle down uh, the throat. Sh- <laughs> I don't know. This is like my first time actually noticing it. And now I looked at yours, too. Oh, like, dude. Huh. Don't be looking at my neck and shit. That's the best. I was like, let's dance together, Elijah. Let's dance. <laughs> but as you can but see, anyways. we have some logos behind us. And they'll change once we get to. Well, you can change yours pretty quick. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Once we get to that respective uh, respective uh, publisher. So go mm-hmm. ahead and knock them over the head with the Marvel releases for this month. And then I'll rep DC. The blue and oh, the white. The blue and the white, and I'm the red and white today. You know Anyways, what? This, this kind of looks like Democrats and Republicans. I don't know if we should go this way. Oh, shit, dude. Don't give me a headache. Fuck. Um, October comic book releases. Uh, the first one we got on our list or our docket today is The Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 50. Comic credentials, Nick Spencer was a writer. Patrick Gleason is the art cover. Is that what AC is? Uh, yes. Uh, artist and colorist. Yeah, artist and colorist. Uh, the variant art cover is done by the homie Inyaki Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I kill it. Inyuka. It's Inyuk. Um, Inyuk Lee. I was pretty. I was kind of close. Um, Spider-Man Timeline variant by Alex Ross. He's a dick, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but he does some raw ass uh, shit. I follow him on Instagram. I'm like, you're so arrogant, but I don't blame you. <laughs> I would probably be arrogant too. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man Vampire Hunter variant covered by Aaron uh, Cooter. And there's a shit ton of other variant art people because everybody's trying to ride the dick. Anyway, so synopsis is the amazing Spider Man reaches another landmark and we're celebrating Spider Man style. Uh, Spider Man just took the beating of his life. Uh, just like Elijah's face did with his razor. <laughs> We're just getting started, baby. Uh, artist Patrick Lisi is back in Amazing Spider-Man ushering <laughs> the saga that is last The razor remains. got him with the left. The razor got, got him with the right. He's, he went uh, down 20 years in Dude, age. I never heard. I never knew the story of uh, Jack Johnson. Why not? The black boxer? I just yeah. never heard of it. I know this is completely random, so I'll yeah. go back to Spider-Man. Kendrick <laughs> is stepping out on stage the for show. the first time, okay. and Spider-Man is not ready for the havoc that Kendrick's going to bring. 56 Banger, rated T, $5.99. Yep. So uh, pull out the lotion for this one. I guess Vaseline. <laughs> Cover your whole self with Vaseline, because clearly <laughs> Spider-Man did not do that, and that's why he took a that beating. Ass whooping, yeah. Speaking of beatings, DT was talking shit. Uh huh. 
Yeah. We were, what did, we were what did he having say? a group discussion, and he was talking about, about when the first he punched time you in he the met face? me was the day that he beat my ass. Mm, now, I don't know about that. I don't think it was the first day. I think it was like later on because uh, we didn't. I don't think we boxed the first. The box day was yeah. The box was way way later on. Yeah, like we kind of had known each other kind of for a little bit. Um, but just to verify, I had hard. I was dealing with an injury. Correct. Oh yeah. I had, I, yeah, because me and you had hard fought. Yeah. And yeah, the okay. elbow. Thank you. Well, I mean, right. both elbows really, yeah. and but it reoccurred in that left one like severely, dude. Yeah, like, it bad, bad that shit crippled me, but I kept fighting, right? Oh yeah, always. He had his arm up like this. He said, "Just strap, give me my belt, strap it to me, strap okay. it down." Yeah. Just had to, just had to verify that. So, yeah. DT, if you're listening, are any friends of DT that's listening? I guess he joined like <laughs> some type of boxing club. And he's feeling all Brucey and shit. And he was just like, yeah, I remember when I fought your ass. I'm like, man, I was like handicapped, though. I had just got done fighting Elijah. I think I had warmed up with talent. <laughs> fought Elijah. Hurt myself. Yeah. And then I went true. to you. Get your ass out of here, dog. Anyway, shout out to DT. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out anyway, to so DT. The, yeah. The next one on our list, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Issue number two. Shang-Chi, whatever, dude. Uh, <laughs> so disrespectful. This man. It's the, it's the monk that's in the wrong part of town. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No one likes him because he's just. You know, <laughs> that's the way America is. You're, you're, is you're, you're gonna look like everybody else. They ain't gonna like you. Yeah, I hate uh, you for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. So, no reason at all. No reason. I got mugged today. You know I was what? Like, I was they hated. They hated themselves so much. They left Britain to come to create America to hate other people. They hate on everybody else. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and when you ask them why, it doesn't make any sense. No. Like, it's, my, it's my religion to be racist. Because my and they hate that word too. Was. Even the ones that are like super racist. And it's crazy. It's like you're sitting here being racist, <laughs> very racist right now. I can't describe how racist you're fucking being. Go for it. I look. I speak well. Why? Because I'm old enough to know how to fucking speak, or I'm black. Which one? Go figure, dude. All right. Shang Chi. Issue number two out of five, baby. Uh, written by Jing Lun Yang. Uh, art by Sexy. Dyke Rune and Philip Tan. Um, Philip Tan also did the art cover and then um, variant cover by Marcus too. Synopsis. The hits keep on coming. <laughs> Just like Elijah thought the saving him was going to save him, but it didn't. <laughs> Shanghai, Shang-Chi may have finally met his match in a form of this strange new assailant, Sister Hammer. Mm. That was a, never mind. But who is she really? Find out for the shocking reunion. 32 page banger, rated T, 399. Damn. And you know what's. Did I say the release date? Uh, no, it didn't. Like, Marvel's kind of weird about it. It's like, you, you, you're going to be here. Yeah, it's going to be here. But uh, you know. the, uh, the thing that's always weird, or the thing that was it's cool about those comics that are coming out is uh, Spider Man had a lot of announcement. Like, we have the Morbius, where we actually saw. Um, uh, he played Batman. Michael Keaton that played the Vulture. We saw him in Morbius, so we know there's a crossover there. Then we we've got some news that came later, and the comic is just kind of keeping up and revolving and keeping the Spider Verse alive. And then uh, Shang Chi's got the movie coming out, so I'm excited about that. And a new comic just like kind of ties some stuff together because he does the drunken drunken master thing really well, like. Man, fuck my clan. I just want to sit here and drink all day. But if you're really going to come fuck with me. I, you know. I got hands for you. Yeah. I got hands for you. So and your good. mama. And <laughs> sharing around your grandchildren. Oh. I use Elijah to sit by the daycare. <laughs> to, recruit <laughs> to recruit for your army. Okay. Yeah. I will say this. this <laughs> but gym. that is Marvel's. Comics. Sorry, and go this, ahead. This jawline was like cutting it like a couple days ago. I've been playing uh, Genshin. Have you played it yet on PlayStation? Um, that free to play. Joshy boys on that hardcore. Oh, he was yeah. talking about that the other day. Um, free to play. Mm-hmm. And I put. Did yeah. you see my uh, Dead by Daylight? No, I missed. Bro. I saw the notification. I was doing something else. I was like, I gotta watch this because I know this nigga over here. Because I even looked at the time. I was like, Oh, it's nighttime. He playing this. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Did you? Did you? That's probably what made you shave all your shit. Mm-mm. You know, it's surprisingly the only things that make me jump. Like I was sitting there, and you have to get like there's four survivors. You have to power up these generators. Once all the generators are powered up, and you you're out there working on them, and 
they give you like a little button mash in the middle of it and it's got like just the circle like a time mash like a time thing yeah and that shit fucks you up but once you get them all the buttons is what fucks you up yeah, because you have to hold R1. Oh, so you see the button A pop. you like, oh, shit. And it's not, it's the same button. It's L1, but you have like a little piece of that bar on L1 to hit within that circle. Mm, I see. Yeah, so you have to get all those generators fixed, and then the gate uh, is available. Then you go to the gate, and you have to hold the gate button down and do the same shit while the, the guy's out there either trying to kill everybody else or get you. And it, it's crazy. But the deal that got me, I was sitting there fixing a generator. I was like, oh, yeah, we just started. I'm about to fix this bitch. And I was like, okay. I had my screen kind of tilted to where I could see a little bit behind me. I was like, oh, he's not there. And so I do something else. I was like, man, nobody's coming. So I was like, let me move it again. I was like, ah! And this motherfucker had been standing there the whole time. <laughs> and he was like... He so he was, does uh, not... Does he not attack you? He was... Because it's an, it's another live person. So he was just like watching uh, me like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm about to get this motherfucker. I'm about, to, I'm about to fuck this child. And uh, guess uh, who he was dressed as? Fucking Mike Myers, dude. I mm. was like, you bitch. And I was like, yeah, running. And the good thing is, like, as a survivor, you can knock shit down and jump over it. And the, the hack and slash monster can't. They just have to power through it. So I'm mm. sitting there like... Benny Hill, like running through like trees and serpentining and shit. So what powers do they have? I haven't played as as a killer yet. I did the training, but I think you have the power. Like there's, uh, I think you have like the old monsters, like Freddy Cougar and shit like that. You have Frankenstein. You've got like ghouls, and you have a Japanese oni. So each one, whatever their folklore is, they have that ability. I man, I had that oni pick me up over his shoulder wearing samurai shit. He said, I'm had a club on his fuck back, you boy, <laughs> dude. But there, but there's fun stuff you can do. You can kind of try to wiggle. Yeah, I'm way about out. to get your ass over yeah. here. Oh, I like it when you, I like it when you struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. struggling. I like that. Uh, it's it's good. There's a video up on the Edge Gaming right now. You can watch. It's like 46, 48 minutes. So it's some funny shit. And I talk about like shaving too. So. You get more of that goodness. But let's go ahead and go to DC Comics, because uh, just as strong as Marvel Comics releases are this month, DC had some strong ones. I narrowed it down to these two. First up, uh, you see the picture right there. It is Far Sector issue number eight, written by N.K. Jemison, art and cover by Jamal Campbell, and variant cover also by Nuck Lee. So, again, he's a freelance artist working for both Marvel and DC. Synopsis. While still processing her feelings hmm, about uh, <laughs> Counselor Marth, Joe tracks down the writers who killed Everett Thorne and gets uh, the first hint of what's really going on beneath the surface of the city enduring. Reporting to the council, Joe is disgusted to realize she's facing the same kind of callous responsibility avoiding bu- bureaucracy as back home on Earth. So once we've got to this eighth chapter in the comic, the rationalization that being rationalization of being off Earth is kind of hidden her now. Like it, it doesn't even matter. I'm gonna, as long as I'm a political puppet or I'm a guardian or I have a sector and there's there's p- politics, it's gonna be the same way. Uh, this one actually drops by the time you guys hear this. If you're listening to the audio version, it's already out. But you guys watching live, it comes out in two days on the sixth. Three ninety nine. 32 pages. This is the eighth out of (laughs) 32 page banger. This is the eighth out of 12 issue. This is DC's black label. So ages 17 and up. And it's a bi-monthly comic. The next one was kind of interesting because you, you really only think wonder woman when you think gods and it kind of stays within the theme or Or, no, I mean like for, for DC though. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, for just DC. You can think of Superman. Yeah, you can. Uh, but that's more of them making him a god. <clears throat> yeah, that's what yeah, people see him as. He's not the yeah. real one. Um, but Young Justice, issue 19, <clears throat> written by the legendary Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker. Scott uh, Galswalky does the art. Galswalky! Covered by John I Tim. that dude. Yeah. He was a homie. He was. He's always hiding underneath your bed at night. Variant uh-huh. covered by Darko uh-huh. Leflunt. Uh, Wonder Girl calls Young Justice together to help her uh, help her with her family problem. Seems so Wonder pay- Girl is old girl's uh, daughter? No, um, Apprentice. Okay. Because Wonder Woman's daughter is... Ain't getting no dick like that. That's a good... <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman ain't getting that dick. She's Amazon oh. queen. Fuck nigga. 
Now, Wonder Woman's getting the dicks of dicks because she has a uh, son and daughter with Superman. And at, after each time, mm. Superman went into, he put himself in a stasis mode. So, Wonder Fine. Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman was look, uh, listening to Cardi B and fucking Meg The Stallion when she was on that shit. Give him that walk. Yeah. Uh, but Wonder Girl calls uh, Young Justice together to help her with a family problem. Seems the Patheons of Greek gods is having a hard time with some of Cassie's choices. She's taking a stance to change rules as old as the heavens. And she's going to need her team by her side to do it. This is on sale also on the 6th. So again, if you're listening to the audio, audio version of this show, <clears throat> which you can watch live on Sundays at 4.30 on twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000 or on the Facebook Ooh, nice page, one. The Elijah Bailey Thank Show. Thank you. Uh, figure out the best techniques, huh? <laughs> exactly. You, you can get them boys. <laughs> you can hear when things are coming out beforehand, so you can go ahead and pre-order. For so, for those watching, this comes out on the sixth. You have two days to pre-order this. Three dollars ninety-nine cents U.S. Thirty-two page banger. Another DC label, but it is not on the black label. Again, if you're listening to the audio version, it is out now, so you can go get it. DC.com. Uh, what do we got next, Buck? Image comments, bitch. <laughs> um, I was struggling with the background because you oh, know yeah. their logo is black. Yeah. <laughs> and you're black. <laughs> Me too. I got yeah. a black deer right black cherry. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, we have the scum bag. Scum mm. bag. Yes. Issue number one. Uh written by Rich uh Reminder. 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 There we go. Rick Reminder. Mm-hmm. Um art by Moreno de Nasso. <laughs> that, that's about right. Yeah, that's cool. And then uh, our cover, all that other good stuff is made by Lewis. So, <laughs> Rick. <laughs> and this has two covers, so you'll see me switch, folks. Uh, continue. Okay. Um, this is the one. Anyway, oh, Rick launches a new, all new comedy espionage series, The Scumbag. The story of Ernie Ray, Clint Cl- Cl- Climbing Times, a profound, illustrate, drug addicted biker with a fifth degree education. <laughs> like a lot of other people. He's the only thing standing between us and total Armageddon because this dummy accidentally received a power in, in, in what? Imbued. Imbued serum, uh, making him the world's most powerful super spy. Yep. Uh, this is a drops October 21st, 2020. So if you're listening to this, you still can't get it. Um, three nine nine. <laughs> Three ninety nine. Now, what's funny is I heard so much stuff about this because you know Keanu Reeves makes his own comics as well, mm. and this was supposed to be comparative to it because again, it's a comedy based off a spoof of Wrong Place, Wrong Time, Wrong Serum. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to. Sorry, folks. Don't let me. Uh, as you can see, there's another Fuck comic up. there. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. They got a cool logo too. Bam! Dark Horse. Uh, the comic that lasts, that brings in our very last publisher, Dark Horse Comics, is Spy Island issue number two. Now, the creators of Spy Island <clears throat> are Chelsea Kane and Leah Mitternick. Uh, it's written by Chelsea Kane. Artist is Elise McCall. Colorist is uh, Rachel Rosenberg. And the cover artist is also the creator, Leah Mitternick. Super Agent Nora Frode. Freud is uh, fine, thank you. Yes, she's stuck on an island in the Bermuda Triangle without a clear mission. She's running low on sunscreen. Her sister has just arrived, and the body of a man Nora recently assassinated just floated up in with the tide. But she has this totally under control. Spy Island is a four-issue special limited series by the creative team that brought you Maneaters. October 7th, again watching this live you got three days now if you're listening to it bam you know you know when to go, just go out just go out just pick it up just pick it up uh october 7 32 page banger three dollars and 99 cents and that wraps up our comic releases for the month of october boom yay uh, and uh mm. do you think we got an okay so let's wow. let's try nope that's crazy Okay, so uh, next, let's go into this now. Do you want to take... Hey, hey folks, this is Elijah 5000. And Monica Robinson. And we're your host of A Little Bit of Anime. Your number one stopping spot for all the latest anime news and reviews. 
If you want to join in all the fun and anime goodness, then make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. And please join us every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000. And remember, please brighten your day with, with a, a little, little bit, bit of anime. anime. <laughs> I appreciate the, uh, you know, guitar there. Yeah, darn, darn, skippy, dude. <clears throat> okay, so this is where we go into how you say black characters matter. And of course, they're comic book characters, but there's two things I want to hit on uh, manga or comics. So we have two versions. There's a story that came out that I want to read. And then I want you to take the character mm-hmm. and tell everybody about her because we've seen her in. Um, God, what movie would one, two, three, probably Marvel's fourth, the last movie. Cause Captain she Marvel came it? out before Black Panther. Yeah, she was in it. As, she was a little girl. She was our best friend's I thought daughter. Black Panther came out before Captain Marvel. Okay. So it was three before the end. It was a third one before they, they're on. You say she's a little girl. Yeah. She's her black friend's daughter. That's Monica Rambeau. Well, fuck. I just gave it away. God yeah. damn it. Well, we'll talk about her more in a minute. But there was a video, uh, which I will uh, switch the camera here. I'll go to uh, the live video mode. But there is an article that's also at patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show that I'm going to read from. And you guys watch this trailer with no music. But, I mean, it's it's a trailer. You guys will like it. Ooh, shit. Oh, shit. You didn't watch the shit, bitch. Is that what you want to tell us? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, maybe I can just do this. Fuck, that won't work either. Because I'm going to do the display capture. Are you so that means... stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that means I can't do what I want to do. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, I'll read the article first. And then we'll uh, watch a little bit of the video. The reason I wanted to do them both at the same time, the video is eight. So let me go ahead and... Dive into this once this comes up. Man, the um, the it's mac and cheese is fire. Mm. I'm not. I, I don't even like mac and cheese. Right, dude. Video on. Yeah, video on black representation in anime posted by Guardian newspaper. This was posted on um, Anime News Network. I actually found it yesterday. I think and added it in yesterday or the day before because yeah, it dropped. Uh, I think the first of October. Yeah, yeah. So when I found this, I was like, "We definitely have to talk about this." But my computer is running slow as hell. Um, let me try to put it as my background. Uh, yeah. Um, let me see. Because we're just really just gonna be. Oh, here it is. Oh, you got it. Come on. Yeah, you can do the video as your background. I'm just trying to get the uh, article to come up. Okay. Uh, give me a moment. Hey, what's up, everybody? Sorry for the interruption in today's show. As you heard, we got through the comic book recommendations or the releases for Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse, but due to some bullshit internet issues, I cannot keep a steady connection at the house. I've uh, done some things with Cox, and they keep saying the internet is out in the area. It can't be out every fucking day, but whatever. We're just going to do this audio version style, the old school style. Now, for the first half of the video, it is up on Facebook, on the Elijah Bailey Show Facebook page, and always be posted up on Patreon, and it'll be up on YouTube, but I cannot record the second half uh, without waiting a few days to see if the internet is going to be stable, because I get the runaround from Cox. So, old school audio here we go. <clears throat> now, we're going into the Taiyosei, um, you know, black characters matter. Whether it's comic book or anime, it doesn't really matter. We need to see more black comic book characters. And there's an article that's in the uh, show notes on patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show where you can click the hyperlink and check out the eight-minute video that goes along with this. So, video on black representation in anime posted by Guardian newspaper. The British newspaper, The Guardian, has posted uh, an eight-minute video on YouTube entitled Anime Gets Blackness Wrong. This is how fans are fixing it. The video is produced and pre- uh, presented by Josh 
Toussaint Strauss with comments from black fan uh, writers and critics. On the video, uh, Toussaint Strauss says, I'm definitely not here to cancel anime, but as a black fan, I am here to say enough with racism. The first uh, half of the video is negative. It starts by citing racist depictions of blackness in anime from Mr. Popo and Dragon Ball Z, Black Buster and One Punch Man, and Afro-Russian Simone Brizinens in Durarara. Coffee, a female uh, character modeled after actress Pam Greer in the Mushroom Samba episode of Cowboy Bebop is described as being unhelpfully reductive. Sister Crone in Promise Neverland is said to uh, lean on the minstrel look in the American blackface media, huge lips and bulging eyes. More broadly, the video claims black representation in anime are influenced by the racist portraits of blackness in American media over the decades, for example, in American animation. <clears throat> the video also continues an anti-black racism in anime fandom, including hateful comments against black cosplayers. The discussion then moves on to positive comments. Uh, it is claim uh, it is claimed that many anime protagonists must struggle against uh, prejudices and uh, prejudice treatment, such as in Naruto. However, these heroes still pre- uh, persevere, which can resonate with black viewers. Uh, at the end, LaShawn Thomas, the black creator of Cannon Busters and a number of other fabulous works, is cited as one of the small but growing number of black people involved in the production of anime. The Anime Anthology Magazine, Saturday AM, and American Art and Animation Studio Noir, Cesar, are also mentioned. So again, this is a great article to pick up to actually see what we're talking about when we're talking about representation in anime and in comics now let's move on to our character that we're spotlighting this week monica rambeau um and we talked about this on the show she was in captain america she's the daughter of um carol danvers best friend so monica rambeau is a fictional character created and published in marvel comics created by uh, writers roger stern and artist john ramada jr the character debuted in the Amazing Spider-Man annual issue number 16 in October 1982. She was introduced as the second Captain Marvel, and she gained superpowers after being bombarded by extra-dimensional energy produced by an energy disruptor weapon. The character joined and eventually became the leader of the Avengers for a time. She was also a member of Next Wave and the latest Ultimates team. Uh, she has also been uh, known as Photon, Pulsar, and beginning in 2013, Spectrum. Akira Akbar portrayed young Monica Rambeau in the Marvel Cinematic Universe film Captain Marvel in 2019. The adult version of Rambeau will return in the upcoming Disney Plus series WandaVision, slated to come out sometime in 2020, portrayed by Tinyan Paris. So again, if you haven't read anything with Monica Rambeau in it, go pick up a book, Marvel Comics, and then uh, just go to the wiki page. Just read about how she became Captain Marvel and the the relationship between her and Carol Danvers. Uh, I got six stories here. Actually... Let me start out with the three that you guys can find on Patreon.com. The only reason I'm not going to go into them because they get, they have heavy spoilers. And unless you want to know these spoilers, I'm not going to ruin it for you. You can ruin it for yourself. Uh, Blade hits 4K Blu-ray with an exclusive still book case. So you can see about that, how to go ahead and pre-order yours. And Blade, uh, Blade being one of the first rated R comic book films that generated traction and, and start us down this path, uh, I'd pick it up. Plus it's Halloween. Marvel Marvel reveals how Blank becomes Venom, uh, and that's in the latest uh, story of Venom. And I do believe there's like a Venom core, almost like the Green Lantern core. Um, but you guys can read about that. And then Marvel releases new X-Men X of Swords trailer. So watch the trailer. The trailer looks really cool, but the story behind it is what got me into like, man, maybe I need to dive into this X story. Because I know it was uh, like probably like a few months ago, it was on our Marvel's list. And I was like, man, I'm really interested and reading it, but I just haven't picked it up yet because I'm, I'm deep diving. I'm deep diving in some uh, manga right now. <clears throat> okay, so Spider-Man fans are <laughs> ecstatic over possibility of a live-action Spider-Verse film. So this stems from the fact that we got uh, confirmation that Jamie Foxx is going to be coming back to the Spider-Man franchise playing Electro, but the difference is instead of being in Sony's Spider-World, he is coming back under the branch of Marvel, which is going to be under the guise of Kevin Feige, which means we could have a different version of Electro. But what I'm noticing from both Marvel and DC, we got the update on The Flash, how we're going to have not only Michael Keaton, 
We're going to have Ben Affleck, and we're probably going to have one to two other Batmans in there as well as Flashes, because I think Grant Gustin's Flash is going to be in there along with Ezra Miller, and hopefully, please, John Wesley Shipp, get him in there. But I think what they're doing by resetting the universe, by doing the Crisis of Infinite Earths and resetting everything with the time travel, I think that's what's happening here with Marvel. I think Sony is going to do that with a Spidey, a live action Spider-Verse because we are getting a second film from the the Miles Morales Spider-Verse that came out, the animated one. So to see Jamie Foxx come back, play the same character, but on the different side, not on Sony's side. And then we have a uh, we have Morbius where we saw Michael Keaton playing the Vulture. Which is so crazy. Michael Keaton's working for both Disney, or not Disney, well, I guess Disney, but Marvel and DC. But we saw the Vulture in Morbius, so we know there's going to be tie in there. We know there's a second Venom where there's Carnage, and we know there's a third Spider Man, one for Sony and at least one for Marvel. So there's a lot of stuff here. Um, there, uh, We talked about the Madam Web and the Spider Woman film that they're going to do. So I think with everything that's coming, this is going to be a Spider-Verse. And I'm ready to see it. I want to see Silk. I want to see <clears throat> Ben Riley. I want to see all these different versions of Peter Parker, all these different versions of Spider-Man, and see, like in live action, how they interact and what story they can tell. This is fucking amazing. Uh, this story right here, again, go to uh, you can go to comicbooknews.com. This one came from comicbooknews.com. And hang on, let me go ahead and mute this because the volume is going to come on. Uh, by Jenna Anderson. This came out on September 30th, but Batman Joker War sets up Joker vs. Bane. Now, the Joker War and the three Jokers is something that's been really, really, really big. I've been uh, immersed in the three Jokers story about the criminal, the the uh, comedian, and uh, what's the other one? Fuck, the other one. And just talking about that there are three Jokers that are alive. There's the original Joker, uh, the other two kind of mimic him. They're all fighting Batman. They slipped up and let Gordon and them know that they're alive. And then the Red Hood kills one. And is it the one that beat him? And there's a lot of shit going on. So with the Joker War, DC's Gotham City has profoundly shaken up the circumstances of the Joker War, an arc that has uh, spanned multiple comic series and impacted a lot of characters in the process. To an extent, the arc pays off years worth of storytelling in the flagship Batman title, especially when it comes to the Dark Dark Knight's conflicts against Bane. While Batman himself doesn't appear in most of the recent Joker War installment, the anthology one-shot Batman, the Joker War Zone, that didn't stop the ongoing arc of Bane from being taken into a new direction. In the process, the one-shot hinted that Bane might have to face a whole other foe entirely. Now, there are spoilers for this. Um, The thing that I thought was intriguing about this is like it shows that it's setting up something between him and Joker, and this is what Joker says to him. Uh, Bane is tied... Is chained up. He has no shirt. He has his Bane mask on. There, it looks like uh, maybe venom coming out of his mouth. But he has chains wrapped all around his wrist. His arms are pulled apart from his body, and his chest is kind of displayed out. And Joker is eerie. He's raising the eyebrow. He's not smiling. He's very callous. He's kind of fixing his tie, and he says, "Now I'm a businessman." Or he's like, "Now I'm a busy man, a businessman actually, and I need to keep a schedule because things are about to heat up." Uh, things are about to heat up out there in the city. I've got a war to see to, but I wanted to come here, especially to make you a promise. Uh, you will pay for what you did. I'm going to see to that. You won't know when you won't know how, but it will happen. Keep the mask. People might actually, uh, mistake you for something scary. And he just walks off into the darkness and to me, it's all, like watching a lot of anime. You see his hair from the side when he says, keep the mask. And when he turns, he turns his head to the back. And he says, people might actually mistake you for something scary. And his hair kind of s- splays out. And I think that's like the Joker turning up just a bit. But for his, some, something's happened with him and Bane. And now I want to turn my eye to this to see. I think it has to do... Uh, let's see the Joker visiting Bane in Arkham Asylum as he is being tortured by a machine that will strip him of his super, uh, superhuman venom toxin. So that's where this, uh, the issue opens up a serious house. Um, and this one was from the creative team of James Tynan, uh, Tynan, the fourth and Gullum March. So again, look for these comics, the, uh, uh, Joker war, Batman Joker war. Look for that shit. The three Jokers, all this shit is really good right now. And it's really, it just captures the mind. Last thing is something else that you guys should pick up. Uh-oh. 
There we go. I turned down the volume. Uh, another one you pick up. Poison Ivy undergoes a new transformation. This is also September 30th by Jenna Anderson on comicbooknews.com. Uh, Since her debut in 1960s, Poison Ivy had uh, had an unconventional trajectory in the DC's universe. Uh, the character has transformed from a true villain to an unpredictable uh, antagonist who uh, regularly fights on the side of the good guys if the situation and her views on the environment allow it. While Ivy has had a tumultuous uh, path a couple of years after dying and being revived amid the events of uh, Heroes in Crisis, a uh, recent story in the Batman, the Joker War Zone, uh, took the uh, favorite character to some new surprising heights. Uh, there are a couple spoilers here, too, so we're going to kind of try to miss those. The one shot, or one of the stories in the anthology, one shot Sam Johns and Laura uh, Braga's Ashes of Eden opens with Ivy coming face-to-face with a bunch of the Joker's goons while she uh, revisits her lair. She quickly and uh, succinctly proceeds to use her powers and then uh, trapping them in vines and using a nearby bonfire that they lit to engulf them in flames. Afterwards, a female Joker goon arrives and asks what happened, and Ivy proceeds to trap her and engulf her in vines. Ivy uh, then monologues about Harley and about how she's upset about the Joker war and her recent appeal to humanity have... uh yeah, her recent appeal to Amanda have distracted her from paradise. Uh, Ivy argued that the only move forward for her was to raise hell against humanity. She raised a significant amount of the vines and plants from the ground and proceeded to dub herself Queen Ivy after the plant of the same name. And so now uh, she then used her powers to raise the roots, uh, the vines of Gotham cities, which she could use to destroy buildings or cripple other parts of the city in mere seconds. The story ended in an image of Gotham city skyline with vines uh, lurking below the surface. So now we have queen Ivy who has just had too much sympathy for humanity and wants to get back to her roots and just fuck it up. So there we go. Uh, And let's go ahead and uh, take a quick pause for the cause. We'll be right back with anime and manga of the month. Hey, this is Jamie Lindbergh, host of Upbeat Urbanism, a podcast where we seek to have an open dialogue about what it takes to create healthy, intentional, sustainable communities, one conversation at a time. Each episode is an interview with a city planner, leader, developer, real estate professional, or community builder. To listen, search for Upbeat Urbanism wherever you find podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at UUrbanism and on Facebook at Upbeat Urbanism. Devote yourself to your community around you and devote yourself to creating something that gives you purpose and meaning. Until then, keep it upbeat. Hey, this is your boy Frog. I'm here with Chris, Justin, and Philip, and we host Turn On The Game, the podcast. The show consists of four men commentating on the sports world. It's strictly opinion shows as if you were sitting on the couch watching a game with your boys. And you can follow us on Twitter at TurnOnThe underscore game. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at TurnOnTheGame. And you can even follow us on Instagram at TurnOnTheGame. Or you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher by searching TurnOnTheGame. You can email us at TurnOnTheGame, the number four, at gmail.com. Turn on the Game is sponsored by Blackened Studios, Oklahoma City's premier podcasting studio. Turn on. And we are back. So let's get into anime and manga of the month. So anime of the month is uh, Yashahime, Princess Half Demon. So this is the the Inuyasha spinoff, which I started to watch. And I enjoyed so much because you get to see uh, what choice Kagome made. And if you guys want to know, no spoilers, it happens like right in the beginning. She chooses. Well, you know, you guys, you just watch. But you get to see uh, Inuyasha, Moroko, Sango. Uh, the kids as babies, uh, Shoshomaru, and it's great. But set in the feudal Japan, half-demon twins Toya and Setsuya, yeah, Setsuya, Setsuna are separated from each other during a forest fire. Uh, while desperately searching for her younger sister, Toya wanders into the mysterious tunnel that sends her into present-day Japan, where she is found and raised by Kagome Higura. Higurashi's brother Sota and his family so if you never knew what Kagome's last name is Higurashi's so her brother raises him in the present time 10 years later the tunnel that connects the two uh, eras has reopened allowing Toya to be reunited with Setsuna who is now a demon slayer working for Kohaku who if you guys remember uh, that's the reason why this 
sibling looks like this, but Kwaku is Songo's uh, younger brother who had the old fucked up you know, mind shit brought back from death with the uh, jewel shard. Uh, but to Toya's shock, Setsuya appears to have lost all memories of her older sister. Uh, but we also get to see Uniyasha's daughter as well, Uniyasha and uh, Kagome. So this released uh, October 3rd. You can watch this now. Crunchyroll VRV, I think even on Funimation. Only one episode is out right now. Uh, you do need a subscription for a subscription for Hulu, Crunchyroll, and VRV to watch this. Um, I don't know how many episodes it's slated for, but if you haven't watched Inuyasha, go back and watch that. That's on Netflix, and then just dive right into this. <clears throat> Manga of the month is Darker Than Black. Darker Than Black, also known as Darker Than Black, The Black Contractor, is a Japanese anime, uh, anime television series created and directed by Tensaio or Tensai, <laughs> since Ayo Tensai Okumura, and animated by Bones. It premiered across Japan in April 2017 on MBS, TBS, and its affiliated broadcasting stations, with its satellite television premiere in Japan on Animex in May 2007. The music for the series is composed by Yoko Kano, which is fucking amazing. You guys hear us talk about her all the time. Uh, the series has also been adopted into two manga series, which are serialized in the in the monthly Asuka and the Young Gangan. A sequel titled Darker Than Black, um, Gemini of the Meteor premiered in Japan October 8, 2009. In North America, the anime was licensed by Funimation. In January 2016, it was announced that Funimation no longer holds the license uh, for the first season. So... Ten years ago, the mysterious Hell's Gate suddenly materialized in the middle of Tokyo, and the stars of the night sky were obscured in darkness. In their place, new stars emerged, uh, each corresponding to an individual endowed with supernatural abilities. Devoid of emotion and uh, conscious, these powerful killers have come to be known as contractors. But most people know nothing of the contractors in their midst and high... Uh, yeah, but most people know nothing of the contractors in their midst, and high schooler Kana Shino is no exception. Still struggling to pick up the pieces uh, after her father's death last year, Kana has never troubled herself with rumors about Hell's Gate. That is, until she spots her father in the street one day. Determined to prove her father is still alive, Kana begins her search, but her mission is attracting some radar. Dangerous attention. Uh, fortunately, she is rescued from the clutches of death by Hei, or uh, maybe this is Hiei, Hei, Hai. We're going to say Hiei, because I like Hiei, the most wanted contractor in Tokyo. Though he is uh, unsympathetic to her situation, Hiei agrees to protect her as she searches for her father. But just how much, uh, yeah, she should trust the contractor known as the Black Reaper. So... I haven't read this or watched this. I hear a lot about it, but I still haven't jumped on the train. So I'm jumping on now because, um, well, there's some characters I'm interested in in this series, but I have caught up to all the other manga that I'm reading right now. So I'm going to start Darker Than Black and then catch up on the uh, series because I have a Hulu account. Again, if you have your Disney Plus account, that gives you Hulu for free as well as ESPN. So go ahead and just dive right in. But thank you guys for your patience. I know there's no second half to the video. I wish I could have showed you this. But again, simply go to patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show and you can see anything that is linked to the articles there. And because we are getting, I have internet issues with Cox. Uh, we get copyright uh, strikes on uh, YouTube because we're getting that shit. That is why Patreon is so important to us. We put a lot of hard work and time into it. It sucks and we hate not getting content out to you on time or at all because of whatever issues it is. So your contributions to the content that we create on Patreon helps afford stuff like uh, better internet speeds um, to combat, you know, getting paid for our work since YouTube is not reliable, but it allows us to still get our voice out there. And we get to give you stuff exclusive that we wouldn't get to give anywhere else. I have other podcasts and other videos and things that I do on my personal Patreon. This Patreon is for the show, and we're thinking of new ways to streamline and give you guys stuff, especially giveaways with some of the places and things that we like, like Logitech, uh, Streamlabs, uh, if you guys are trying to stream with Twitch. But all I'm saying is, you know, if you love what we do, help support us on Patreon. Uh, and if you can't do it financially, that's fine as well. Share the show, like the show, tag the show, help us that way. Help us grow the show to those people, uh, that might want to be able or might be able to contribute financially to help us keep producing better quality shows. 
Um, but read comics. I know I feel like I geek out too much on anime. That's that's what it is. But I really, really love comics. I really love writing. I love narrative. I love creepypastas, which kind of ties into comics. So you guys should pick up some of these comics that we recommend each and every month and on these comic episodes. Um, there's a lot of good shit coming. Uh, but I'm Elijah 5000. I also will say the underscore Buckety. Find him at Black and Studios all over the social medias. If you have a podcast, if you have an idea for a podcast and want to do it, I'll produce it. He'll produce it. We can run it through the show and try to bring your vision to life. Um, but again, thank you guys for helping and supporting and bringing our vision to life. This has been episode 238 of the Elijah Bailey Show. Next week, we talk all things anime. I know it feels like we're doing it today. But I have some things that I have to get off my chest with these anime and manga that I have been reading and watching. Make sure to check out gameplay of all the anime games such as Fist of the North Star and Genshin Impact on twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000 or on Facebook at The Edge Gaming because I am streaming the shit out of that and I'm having a blast. So come chat, have fun, follow, learn more about the podcast, talk, pick my brain. But I'm Elijah 5000. I'll catch your ass. In the next podcast, remember emails to Elijah Bailey Show at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook on the official Facebook page or the official Facebook page group, just the Elijah Bailey Show. Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram at Elijah Bailey Show without the W on the end. That's S H O. And patreon.com forward slash Elijah underscore 5000 or patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey Show. Again, I'll catch your ass in the next podcast. What's up, everybody? Elijah 5000 here. Me and the Buckety appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week. Again, we drop every Thursday. If you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, go to Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly, and just subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast.